The following is not intended for younger audiences. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the one and only Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Silence. All important podcasts start with silence and introductions. Really cool and sometimes silly introductions that make each podcaster nervous depending on what the other one says. Like me, I am Dude One. Richard. (laughs) Holy pretension, Batman! What? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's as plain as day to see. Oh, the Wi-Fi is bad too, so that makes it. <laughs> so, so it's like he's whatever Joey's saying to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> whatever. In any case, a sparrow with a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Um, welcome everyone to two dudes one double feature. Uh, the show in which two dudes talk two films, and that's about it. I am Dude One, or no, I am Dad One, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I'm Dad Two, Batman. <laughs> that, I figured that had to be referenced. Um, no, I'm, I'm Richard, he's yep. Joe, we're two mm-hmm. dudes, let's yep. go. Hey. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Yeah, that reference was was so two thousand late. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? I got that boom, boom, boom. You know, I'm gonna be gotta get I'm it now. Be, I'm gonna I'm I'm be <laughs> moving this discussion along. Uh, again, two dudes, one double feature, where we are incredibly <laughs> insufferable. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially to each other. So it's not like it's. It's, it's not like, you know, just the listener. It's definitely to ourselves. We're just listening to each other talk, and we're like, oh, God. Oh, what is he going to say now? It's like, oh, jeez. We can't edit that out, because it's important. It's too important. Yeah, you can't edit that out. Richard, Richard, well, you see, C for Catwoman, of course, but also, I see you, <laughs> like in the movie Avatar. You're just like that exploding shark pulling my leg. <laughs> you know, Richard, I was actually, um, I actually wanted to give a shout out to somebody. Um, if you don't mind real quick. No, um, go for it. You know, I, it. I was getting some Blu-rays, you know, and I was trying to find some out of print discs and, uh, I came across this, across this dealer, you know, and this dealer, you know, I really want to, we're not <laughs> sponsored, but I want to give him a shout out. This is, um, a, a fella by the name of <laughs> P.N. Gwyn. All right. Oh my God, PN Gwyn! You know, really? I, I heard about this guy. All I had guy. to do was give up in a a penguin shaped atomic uh pre atomic submarine. 
(laughs) Did you do something foolish? I think so. (laughs) Or did I, was I clever? Devilishly clever. Gosh. (laughs) I'm going to turn, turn the tables, because normally you ask me how I'm doing. I'm going to ask you how you're doing. Oh, you, you, you fiend. You criminal! (laughs) (laughs) Make those messages clear! (laughs) I like how this is the new format for the show, is that we just quote our two movies for like three for like 13 minutes until we actually talk about anything it's like oh yeah we have to talk about this thing not just reference it to death it's like oh yeah oh yeah well it, it goes to show you these both of these are very uh referenceable um uh what was your question again how yeah. am i doing um i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest the last week or so has not been kind to myself um as Joey knows, we've talked about it endlessly, and I will say I want to give a shout out to two people. Actually, uh, not like Commodore Schmidlab or PN Glenner. Though something. they should be noted, they should be very noted. Um, first, I want to give a shout out to our friend Gifford for a couple of reasons. I'll mention the other one later because um, it's important to our episode. But also, um, the other day, I just had a really sort of like just bad moment like I was in my car and I was just not I was just not in a good mindset and I was just really feeling down and uh Gifford for one reason or another because he's the kind of guy that does this uh he sent me a message on Snapchat just saying really nice things like just saying like you know I don't know like no no uh instigation whatsoever no um you know, anything to indicate that I was in that position that I was in and still kind of am in. Um, he just sent me a message just saying, hey, you know, I just want to say I appreciate you and, you know, just being really nice. And it made me cry, actually. <laughs> like, I, I kind of broke down. I was just in it's the middle of the night. I'm in my car. And I sent him a message back. I was like, you have no idea how nice that was and how much that, how good that made me feel, actually. So genuinely, like, that was really nice. And... He didn't have to. He didn't have to do anything. There was no prompts. It wasn't like he knew anything was going on. It's just he just did that. So I was I was really appreciative of that that he just said that. And then I do want to shout you out because you are just a really good listener. <laughs> I was not expecting this, <laughs> and it's but it's true. I mean that's like one of the, I think that's one of the one of the highlights of our friendship is that like. Like you, like you know you're comfortable with someone. You know you're you're someone is a good friend when they can just like let you yammer on about stuff that's going on. Like you know whatever it may be. I try to do that for you. I hope I do that well enough. But you do, um, you do because sometimes it's it's hard. It's it's hard when most of the people around you just either play devil's advocate or they just don't really know what you're talking about. Like they're like like you like you just. You just want to spew a bunch of stuff out. You're not looking for answers. You're just in a lot of, you know, pain, and you're just trying to be like, "Hey, this is, this is not fun," and I can't really talk about it because then people are either just really confused or baffled by it, and no one just says, "Yeah," or just, you know, "Uh huh." You know, so it's it's nice that every now and then. I mean, sometimes it's nice to just actually like have a conversation with somebody, but it is nice when you can just. 
you a bunch of stuff out that you've been holding in. And so I, I do appreciate you for that. I just want to let you no, know. Anytime, buddy. So that's, it's just, it's right now, it's not a good time for me, but I'm getting through it as best I can. We'll see how it plays out. Um, uh, t- uh, talk to people. I think is the, I think the the message of this like like friends professionals, I mean obviously Joey doesn't have a PhD and you know he's not a therapist but he he is a good listener and that that's helpful in many respects so you know just find if you got if you got someone in your life, family friends whoever that that is there for you, it lets you talk just make sure you talk yeah. because if you keep it in there then it's just gonna keep stewing and it's gonna keep boiling in your brain until it just does bad things that you don't want it to do right so it's probably the most important thing i could say right now um in that regard for anybody else listening to this i hope no one else is dealing with anything but if you are hey um just know uh that it's not true whatever it is you're saying to yourself and definitely um have have a good friend that's willing to just sit there and listen to you yammer um, and, and uh, I think that's it. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of more things, but, um, but no, yeah. So I do appreciate that, man. Mm. In, in, in less off-putting news, I guess, um, just completely changed the mood. Um, what did I do recently? Um, I did watch the new Evil Dead movie. Oh, Yes. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. I got to do that. Um, I found a comfortable enough environment to do that. Um, though oddly enough, that was the same night I was having issues, so I was like, uh. but um, at least that movie it was really really good. Um, especially like it's it's very Evil Dead, but it's it's kind of more in the in the serious side. But when it gets to the Evil Dead stuff, it's like really over the top and crazy as evil. Excuse me, as Evil Dead should be. That's good. I don't want to say too much more, um, but it was it was really good. I would like to talk about some more of the Evil Dead movies on here, but for for Joey's sake, I do avoid it sometimes because I know like there's some things that Joey's got a weak stomach to that they do excessively in those movies. <laughs> See, I wouldn't mind. I mean, because I love Army of Darkness, so if we can get that, let's bring that on the show. Army of Darkness, at the very least, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd be willing to bring the others. It's just seeing some of that stuff in a theater is just a hard environment to stomach, honestly, because you're just yeah, like, there's, I, yeah. you have no control. And that's the point, obviously, with any movie, mm-hmm. with any theatrical. That's why, you know, I have so much respect for the horror genre, and this movie's doing very well, actually, as we're talking yes, about it is, this. Yeah. It was supposed to be, not to completely derail your thing, but it was supposed to go to HBO Max, and they're like, no, that's, that's, a, that's right? a stupid and idea. Let's put this in theaters. That's, that's so that's that's terrible. Why would you do um, that? And I respect I respect that like sorry, I respect that like horror fans will like I don't want to say they'll accept anything, but they will go out and support things. Like, like like no other no other genre is quite like that, at least as far as like smaller scale things are concerned. So Yeah. I will say there's definitely some things in the new Evil Dead where I'm like my instinct was to be like, Joey, look away. <laughs> Joey, look away. <laughs> like, I know, I know, like, like, um, uh, uh, without uh, vomiting, oh, I know it's one, one big, big thing. There's a, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of, 
there's a lot of that in the whole franchise. Um, there's one bit that kind of, I mean, there's a lot of bits that got me, but there's one bit where a kid is eating um, a champagne glass. <laughs> uh, I won't go into further detail, yep. but it, they, they, they do some pretty like crazy things with that. But that, that part, I was like, oh. But speaking of kids, though, like, because most of these movies, this is the crazy part, um, was that most of these movies, like, we have Bruce Campbell's character, Ash, is sort of, like, the main protagonist with, like, the few early ones. And then, and some of the other ones, it's, like, 20-somethings having to deal with the Deadites and stuff. This this movie has little kids in it. And I'm, like, the whole time, because there's a little girl in it who's very good in the movie um she because it's like a family living in this apartment building in california though you can tell it's not california but it doesn't matter that's really. just that's just horror movies sometimes that's just that's that's just movie making man it's, it's just like yeah just just find a cool looking location and you're good to go and they did that like the location they found was great and some of the if there's any sets i'm sure there was uh, they built some really good ones um but uh there's like a whole family in this there's uh there's a single mom, there's an aunt, there's an older brother, a teenage middle child sister, and then a younger sister. And the whole time I'm like, protect the child! Protect the baby! As uh, <laughs> as Warner Herzog would say. Quick question, do, do they toss the child as goofily as they toss Grogu on the Mandalorian? <laughs> no, but the part that the part that freaked me out the most was... Um, just slight spoilers, but there's a bit where there's an elevator that gets filled with blood, and the kid's in the elevator, and I'm like, oh, oh no! Right. Protect, protect the child! Um, so that was the part I was like, I kept thinking about that, I'm like, oh my god. But I will say, what I thought was really cool is, um, I forget the actor's name, but, uh, the older brother in the, in the film is portrayed by a trans male character, or trans male actor, pardon me, and, um, like they, but they don't like address it as if it's like a huge part. It's just the older brother, and I thought that was pretty cool. Right, that's cool. So I was like, "Oh, hey, that's really cool." And they were very good. They're very protective. They saved that kid from from an evil possessed character. So I'm like, "Hell yeah, brother!" Um, but the, when the when the mom gets possessed in the movie, which you've seen in the trailer, is a bunch like it's. <sighs> the the actor that plays the mom, I think Alyssa Sutherland is her name. Very very mm-hmm. good. The whole cast, the whole family is really good. Even the neighbors. Like I didn't realize neighbors were going to be involved, but of course they're in an apartment complex, so you know the neighbors are going to be there. But no, it was a really good movie. I was glad. I, I was glad that it turned out as well as it did, and I'm glad it got a theatrical release. Yep. As opposed to just being stuck on the on the streaming platforms. But outside of my stuff <laughs> how, how are you doing yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 you know is, yeah uh a lot you know yeah. um but there's there's some good stuff i feel like with our we have a disney trip coming up you mm-hmm. and i and we're sort of planning towards that but also we're, we're getting Allison. more we're getting more aggressive with it we're trying to actually yeah yeah mm-hmm. Uh, Allison's gonna come down to Jersey in a bit, um, and that's nice. Maybe she could just pop in and record in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like, what do you think of this this weird movie we're talking about today? I haven't seen it. Cool. Um, <laughs> no, but that's we're do- planning on doing stuff. Uh, 
you know, so we're gonna try to we like to try to see Broadway shows too. So is that coming up soon? Uh, it's coming up. You know, so that's that's really exciting. Just a lot of other just you know silly stuff that's just like more annoying than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I have been doing that's been exciting, and you've been part of this a little bit, is that I've watched. Uh, I finally have watched the three main like James Dean movies. Um, well, I've seen one. I'd seen one of them years ago. Rebel Without a Cause, his most famous work. Yeah. Um, you know, iconic in that movie. Just got a 4K release from Warner Brothers, which uh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But I had never, and I really liked James Dean. James Dean in my teens. I had a James Dean T-shirt. I I have a book, you know, with photographs from his life. But I had never seen East of Eden, nor had I ever seen Giant, which is funny because I remember going to Suncoast. One of the DVDs I remember vividly, my brain, is the DVD for Giant, where it's like Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson looking at each other. It's a brown cover at the bottom. It's like James Dean looking like a cowboy with his feet up or something. You know, it's a really iconic image. Mm-hmm. But I got the 4K for that actually recently. Uh, these are also all on HBO Max, by the way, in case you ever want to check out his his work, at least at this point in time. Yeah. Um, and, pff, man, like, he's incredible in all three of these movies, but I was particularly impressed with Giant, um, which is, like, a, a real, like, um, like epic Western, dr- you know, dramatic piece. And James Dean is so great in that movie. And it really, you really, like, he's so good in the in East of Eden, Rebel, too, but in that movie, it's like, you really get a taste of, like, what if? What could have been beyond that point? And, you know, it's uh, it sucks that he died so young. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, grateful that we at least have the work that we do, and it, it's available in, like, high definition. I mean, East of Eden and, and Giant are available on Dolby Vision on, on HBO. Like, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty, pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty good. I got the 4k for 12 bucks. So, you know, listen, uh, it's, 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 if you're a James Dean fan, it's a good time to be a James Dean fan. There's some good 4ks out there for the, t- at least two of the movies. East of Eden, I think still needs a 4k though. Mm-hmm. I think the elements are, if they have Dolby vision and Atmos for that movie on HBO max, I'm sure they could put out a 4k of it at some point. Oh yeah. I also watched, uh, I don't know. Did I talk about Renfield? Recently, okay. So I haven't seen I haven't seen a lot of twenty twenty three movies because of everything that's going on in my life. I've seen like five, Mm -hmm. seen like five or six. What were the five? Well, I saw um, Ant Ant Man Quantumanium, Ant Man Wasp Quantumanium. I saw sixty five, Super Mario Brothers movie, the movie, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, which is fun. I actually have more thoughts on that when we get to our second feature, um, you know. But, or in relation to our second feature, I saw okay. Renfield. Renfield's probably my favorite movie of the year. The Nic- <laughs> Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Cage, the uh, Dracula Dracula movie. Um, a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Actually, again, the director of our second, Chris McKay, uh, directed that one and also directed our second feature for this week's double feature. Um, and I also saw 84 Brady. Oh. Uh, I just saw it on streaming. What a delightful movie it's like there are people who have who get in a conversation sometimes where it's just like these things need to strive for bet i'm like made my mom happy it's it's a fun <laughs> these ladies look like they're having a black like um a whole cast is having a blast making this movie even though it's like i hate tom brady but it's just like 
it's a fun, you know, you can't deny it. it was a fun movie. Right. Uh, it's perfect for its target demographic kind of thing. You know, it, it's like, listen, like as much as people are like, oh, we need like, you know, we need big things like Avatar and Top Gun to save the movies. You also need things like, like Evil Dead Rise, um, right? Mm. Or, or 80 for Brady. Like things that are just like. They have they appeal to a specific specific audiences and will bring them to the theater as well. Not just the masses. You need things to fill in the gaps. You need the counter programming. Not not everything's for everyone. Even the things that are that you that you make as like four quadrant movies are not for everybody. So yeah, you know, uh, there was that. But that's all that's really going on with my life. I think now would be a good time to get to our uh, first feature. So listen. Um, this, this episode, if you've never listened to this show, um, there's a sort of sub series that has been going on since the beginning. Um, and in that note, uh, shout out to Gifford, because if he didn't suggest that initial, uh, episode, we wouldn't have gotten this far and I wouldn't have had the idea to, to drag Joey along for, for the ride, but I'm thankful that, uh, <laughs> That he that he's partaken in this uh, with me and it seemed to enjoy himself. So, so there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I'm a, I am a huge Batman fan, but I try not to I try not to be one of those Batman fans. You know what I mean? But <laughs> sometimes I will admit sometimes I fail, but uh, I try not to be because like it's fake. It's not real. Uh, <laughs> just the ultimate thing you got to remember. Um, but uh batman has a a very a varied history in the world of cinema and at the very beginning of us doing the show we did an episode where we paired the 89 batman film with superman the movie and at that point was sort of the launching of this whole sort of sub series where i would show joey or reintroduce joey in some in some respects uh to every theatrically released Batman film that we've ever had. So, like, we did... The first one we ever did was Batman 89. Then we did Batman Returns for Christmas uh, that year, that same year. And then uh, we did... And one of our craziest pairings uh, with Congo, we talked about Batman Forever. And then an even crazier pairing, we paired the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes remake with Batman and Robin, <laughs> which both of those episodes turned out to be, like, really fun. <laughs> like I also, I also like to say, too, that the Superman-Batman episode um, feels like, in my opinion, like the true start of our show Yeah, in many respects. Like, we figured it out. First couple episodes feel like there, there's movies that are definitely we would pick, um, but it's like that one I feel like, okay, that is like the sort of the true beginning of, of the show in mm-hmm. a lot of respects. And man, yeah, I would agree with that because it, it's just, I think at that point is when we kind of figured out how we wanted to do things. Um, cause I think we had an idea, but then as far as executing it, we were just like, hi, <laughs> I'm Richard. He's Joe. We're two dudes. How you doing? <laughs> it's very evident by the 46 run minute runtime of that first episode. <laughs> very evident. And the fact that I'm using, uh, headphones instead of an actual microphone until I bought one. <laughs> and I actually sound a lot Two better. Two dudes, one podcast. And the, that, cla- that classic mistake. 
<laughs> Should be on a t-shirt, honestly. <laughs> two Dudes, One Podcast. The brand new podcast in which two dudes talk two films. Um, but, yeah, so we did all... We did the initial, like, 90s movies. We talked about Fa- uh, Mass of the Phantasm with uh, uh, Gargoyles. And we talked about The Batman with Logan. We did talk about the Ben Affleck Batman when we did the Justice League episode recently, um, which was a which was a big one. Though, uh, just full disclosure, we'll probably never talk about Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Probably the only Batman movie, I guess, technically would ever just not really discuss. Um, and well, you, you just you know, just look. look we want to we try to be positive on the show too. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. as much as we can and um there are good things about that movie but we just i think we just sort of mutually agree not to yeah because it's not a favorite of ours and i'm sure there are a million and a half other shows that will talk about it also that, it's, that, it's, that have talked about it. it is another movie that not that the other ones haven't but i feel like it's another one of those movies that have sort of been talked to death on both ends it's one of those one of the most discoursed movies in recent memory, for sure. I think. I think the fact that we did the Justice League episode caused enough of a riff. <laughs> Shout out to Feehan, the Rob Killer. <laughs> <laughs> Who saw that coming? Nobody. But I, I got to say though, qu- a quick second. I know you're. Uh, Shout out to Rob, uh, mm-hmm. who's who's a re- really cool dude. Um. And uh, he actually listened to our episode about about the Snyder Cut, <laughs> and he thought it was a pre- it was a pretty fair evaluation of that movie. So that's good. I think that's like a that's the highest compliment I can get. For that. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, please continue. But, um, but anyway, so we we've we've essentially discussed all uh, most really. Well, all interpretations of the character that have been on the big screen. Now, obviously, there's more Batman movies in existence than just what's been released theatrically. Like, there's all the direct-to-video animated stuff, and there's obviously TV shows, and there's going to be more movies later. Um, What with the Batman 2 and that Brave and the Bold uh, thing that uh, James Gunn's doing for his DC Cinematic Universe. So there's more stuff coming, but... Even so, like right now with this episode, it feels sort of like, like a like a finale in a way. Yeah, like it feels like like a sort of bittersweet ending because we're finally finishing off this whole thing by talking about uh, two Batman films that are, but one both of them are incredibly funny, <laughs> um, but also so that's kind of the theme. They're the funny Batman movies, but also. It feels like it's it's a culmination of everything, and this is the only one where we've talked about nothing but Batman. So that's that pleases me. It's <laughs> very very exciting development for Richard. He's been waiting for this one. He's had it circled, bookmarked. I only I I, I bought a calendar just so I can write write this down and circle it. <laughs> and it's specifically course, writing it writing it down. Every every other space on the calendar is blank, <laughs> except for this. Not even our birthdays are on there. Like August eleventh, August twenty third. Who cares? This day is the important day. <laughs> um, but no, I'm and I'm also excited because I know these, especially this first one, are is a uh, one that Joey really likes. And because because in truth, like while Joey isn't like someone that hates Batman, um, he's not like as big a fan. But he's been. Not- 
I'm a very casual fan, I would say, you know, um, which sometimes when you hear the term like casual, sorry, no, yeah, no, no, to defend yeah, yeah. myself as a casual, sometimes people are like, ew, you filthy casual. <laughs> I, I, I've always hated when people said that. <laughs> I, I hate I like like what's wrong with being casual? Nothing. Like it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'll go see the Batman movie. I, li- I like seeing him be Batman. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> Nothing. I've I've read I've read some of the graph. I've read Year One. Uh, it's it's you good. Know, it's good. I've, re- I've read some books. Like listen, like. I, 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 it's it's like a buffet. I'm I'm not gonna get everything on the buffet because not everything is is gonna appeal to me. I'm gonna get the things that I like, like this movie. You, this you fil- movie you, appeals. You filthy casual. Yes, I am filthy, but not as filthy as the buffet that we would be ordering. <laughs> Batman gourmet buffet. Oh my gosh! But no, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I will say, I will say, um, I, 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 I'm thankful that you were like, yeah, you know what? Sure, let's go ahead and just talk about all these movies. <laughs> but also, I feel like some of them I would be like trying to sell you a little bit. I'd just be like, hey, what if we did Batman Forever with Congo? Listen, like, listen, because that's that's basically gorillas or my Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gorillas and Dracula and and Phantom of the Opera. And I got Joey. <laughs> yep. I was surprised we didn't... You know what? In retrospect, I am surprised we didn't do Phantom of the Opera and Robin. <laughs> but I feel like that would have just been a bad experience. It might have been worse than the... the, the, the... I, I, I don't think... Joel Schumacher may rest in peace. I don't think I would have wanted to do a double whammy. <laughs> like, no. See, Gerard Butler should have had more, like, theater puns. Like, Mr. Freeze has ice puns. The stage is set. <laughs> it's curtains for on you. you. <laughs> hey, break a leg. <gasps> yes, it is. <laughs> Somebody cracked a note. <laughs> like we're gonna perform this the Scottish play, and then the Phantom just goes Macbeth. <gasps> no. <laughs> 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 see that would have been beautiful um but anyway so long story short uh i'm very excited to get to this first one 30 minutes in uh joe denny dan yes. what is this first uh batman adventure we're going on together my phone just vibrated what is this first batman movie we're talking about today um well we are talking about the 1966 uh feature length movie this is the onomatopoeia filled the pun filled, the gag filled, the uh, uh, you know, uh, de- dehydrated people filled. Damn! Batman. <laughs> Damn! The movie. Or 66. I, I, it's like, it's... the title of this episode is Lego Batman 66, just because there's not much of an indicate different in the title. Yeah. Really? It's, so, it's like, it's, know, it's, there's that. It's. I think it's just called Batman, but then it's also like Batman the movie, and then the disc says Batman the movie, and then um, now everyone just refers to it as Batman sixty six. Like any any, it's like Batman sixty six, Batman eighty nine, but then thankfully every other Batman's got a subtitle or some sort of connecting thing, so we don't have to worry about it. Right. Batman Begins O sure. five. 
<laughs> I mean, because you got to think about it too. This was, I mean, you have the Batman serials back in the day. Mm-hmm. We should we should also just bring those up as well. Just mm-hmm. to, you know. that I will say that that initial one has aged. <laughs> let's just be. Let's, I mean, I'll 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 yeah. give it props for introducing the Batcave, but whoa. <laughs> Yes. Whoa. Um, so this is really this is really the first like feature length like proper movie mm-hmm. for this character. This is this is it because uh, there was the the sixty six show which listen whenever like it seems uh, the one thing that seems to repeat itself anytime there's a new Batman thing is that there's a frenzy. So like when when Batman eighty nine came out, um, there was people like breaking into like those bus waiting those bus stop areas just to get the posters out of the thing or people would call movie theaters just to see if they can watch the trailer instead of watching whatever movie the trailer was attached to it's like i don't want to watch the movie i want to watch the batman trailer now obviously these days we can watch trailers online no problems right um i think that's that's where i would if i ever go see a movie in theaters which i don't really do anymore (laughs) but if i ever did i would just skip the previews just be like eh, i've seen it online anyway back but back in the day that was like crazy and then the exact same thing happened when the show came out because like everyone everyone loved it like it people stopped loving it quickly because it only lasted so long but when it was when it initially kicked off people were like oh my god it makes me think of um the disney zorro show because that disney zorro show people forget this it was huge back in its day but Mm -hmm. it only lasted two seasons was it like when did that come out? Was that that was the fifties? This is like the I was like fi- like fifty seven. I want to say yeah, like fifty seven, fifty eight, maybe. But like yeah, it was like the fifty. It was like the fifties, and it was one of the most watched things on TV at that time. But I think there was a lot of like different things that happened that prevented that thing from going on longer. Though it did get like two hour long specials afterwards. Nice. Um, but like yeah, this show is like an example of like. This was really popular, and then obviously it only lasted three seasons. This show, yeah, you know. Um, but I also I was bringing this up to you when we were ta- in, talking about this. Nineteen sixty six was a big year for for nerd culture when you really think about it, because mm-hmm. you had this uh, this movie and the show and Star Trek. Oh yeah, and listen, Star Trek. Like you know, I, I think both of us maybe have like a have a. Ca- very casual. Oh, it's that word again. <laughs> I mean, I did, but I think it's a. It's, it's, it's a very. I'm just kidding. I, yeah. I'm not going to use filthy. With it. <laughs> I think if, when you put filthy on it, it's like I don't know. I didn't shower today, so I guess I, that would be apt for me. <laughs> it, well, in any case, like like Star Trek was a was a big was a big deal, you know. Um, and then it be and then it like it only lasted a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, like. Three seasons, two three seasons, I think. I, could, I'm sure. I couldn't tell you. And then they got revived in the conventions, and then like the the movies, of course, were big. There's so many. I remember as a kid, my dad uh, was a big Star Trek fan. I remember always remember as a kid with all the VHS tapes that he had. He had all the original Star Trek movies. He had the the 25th anniversary special for the Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. He had like some of the Next Generation movies on tape. So it was like, whoa. That's- that's my dad too. Like he's I mean he's still he's still a big Star Trek guy. Like he watches like all the new shows they have out now 
on oh, really? Paramount. Yeah, he he watches Picard, and um, I don't know if he watch. I I think I know he watches Picard. I think he watches the one that Anson mounts on, like Strange New Worlds or I've whatever. Heard, I've heard good things about that one. Yeah, I mean Star Trek's always been like. I think I think from what I've seen, it's always been pretty entertaining, and I like the sort of because that's always been the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars is that Star Wars is more like fantasy, and then and then Star Trek's more like adventure, and so that element of it's always kind of fun. Like I do, I I watched Wrath of Khan for the first time not long ago, and that was really fun to watch. That Ricardo Montalban's great, it- <laughs> so so great. No, like that was that was I didn't even think of that when you brought that up. I was like, oh yeah. But then of course, you know, William Shatner would play or voice uh, Two Face in the animated sequel, which he was very good, um, very good. And it was like, how cool would it have been to see him, like maybe for an episode, be Two Face? Because that was one of the like prime villains of like Batman's Rogues Gallery that never made it on the show. My favorite Batman villain. <laughs> It's like, ugh, there you go, like nothing. But uh, I'm glad that like they finally did tackle that character, and it was the last uh, Adam West performance before he passed away. Yep. So he got to he got to he got to do Batman one more time in animated form, but still it was really good. I one thing I really like about this movie, you know, like I don't want to get too deep into like the the plot is like you know it's like the villains team up. And Batman and Robin have to stop them. Because I think I think about this movie, and I think about how your feelings on the Batman. Yeah. These are both great adaptations of the character. Yes. From everything that I've known about Batman. But for very different... But they're both committed to whatever version they're doing. They don't half-ass it. There's no, like, like sly winking. It's just... This is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, listen. It, it's like, with this movie, like... Batman, we said this a bunch of times, like, and I say this a lot, Bruce Wayne, Batman, in this universe, he's not smart. He just happens to be smarter than most everybody else. <laughs> he, he he understands the absurdity while also being absurd himself. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like, when they're trying to solve the Riddler's riddles, there's the iconic, uh, what's, what's, sits in a tree, what's, what ways whatever amount of pounds sits in a tree is very dangerous. And they're like a sparrow with a machine gun. Yes, of course. (laughs) What does a turkey do when he flies upside down? He gobbles up. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But also it's, it's 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 great. It's just the, the absurdities. Amazing. (laughs) Um, it, like just uh, I, like I love like you know obviously like Catwoman slash Kitka are the same person. <laughs> and just like the, <laughs> she just wears a like a little mask. Like it's nothing like it's not but, much of a but change. because it's not much of a change. But it 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 just goes with it. You know it's they don't they don't try to over explain every everything. Like because I think that's another thing too is like the sort of cinema sins of it all. Yeah. Where just like every 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 detail. Like this is well detailed, but it's not like it's like don't think about it. This is it, it, this it's is actively what the universe it's is. actively thinking about it, but it's living in it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, I also want to give credit to Lorenzo Simple Jr. Returnee, returnee on our show. Like again, if we ever do that two dudes remix idea, I would love to remix this with Flash Gordon. It would make sense. Yeah, I think I think Flash Gordon's another one of those where it is very much committed to what it's doing mm-hmm. 
And even though it's really funny and a lot of the ca- like things are really funny, it's not. I don't think it's winking. Mm-mm. It's it's just like it's just like the characters are who they are. They don't need to make any apologies for it. It's like like I, I think I just it's I, what it is. I just think that's the thing that is missing a lot. Not that every superhero movie these days is like that, but it feels like because of the idea of having to appeal to everybody. They, they feel like they have to do that just because it's like, you know, you got that one person in the theater going, this is dumb. This is why. And it's like, because it's a cartoon. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. So I like, like, obviously, like, you can watch this and, and, and see why eventually people got sick of it and why for a long time people... Uh, deterred themselves from it like anything that was silly or campy in any capacity in relation to this stuff was like immediately closed on like let's not do this but yet so much of that is like the essence of so many superhero related things like could you imagine like a captain planet that was done like to appease everybody (laughs) or like or like a Inspector Gadget. Like imagine if the Inspector Gadget movie that we got from Disney wasn't like trying to be a, a cartoon. It would be weird. Right. Like you could argue. It would be very strange. You could argue it's weird that it's a live action thing trying to be a cartoon, but it's trying to be accurate to itself. Like George of the Jungle, you know, like, you know, Brendan Fraser talking to a, a John Cleese gorilla. Like <laughs> it's great. Because it's accurate and it, it works, and it's that's another it, movie we got to get on our show. I'd lo- Sorry, I'd love. We we watched that at Disney. <laughs> it's <was> just fun. <laughs> it's a really it's a really fun time. I, I'll I'll always think of the bit when not to go on this more, but I love the bit when the mom's like calling <laughs> calling Leslie Mann's character, and it's like Ursula, Ursula, pick up the phone. <laughs> it's just George juggling <laughs> fruit. <laughs> Ursula, <laughs> Ursula, pick up the phone, and he and he picks it up. He goes, "Ah!" <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've seen in any movie, and I'll always laugh every time it happens. But uh, it's just, it's nice when things like aren't trying to appease to everybody or trying to put themselves in a certain position that would compromise what makes it fun to watch these things in the first place. And so like, so like you watch this movie and it's incredibly absurd. It's incredibly silly and colorful and cartoonish, but everything's played straight. And like, like you'll hear people like people that are grew up with the show and and watch this movie when they were kids, like our parents talk about how, when they were kids watching it, they didn't see it like how we see, like how we're talking about it. They saw it as just Batman saving the day because in many respects, that's who this was for. This is who it was for, but I think they also knew what it was as well. Like there are people who, like there are also people who look at it and go, "This is what they had to." They, 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 they didn't. That people, because people think they, oh, they didn't know what they were. No, they knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were like, doing. This was a, com- this is a comedy series. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's no way they they said, "Oh, Batman has to run around with a bomb," and had no clue it was going to be silly. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that they would have that uh, Lorenzo Semple Jr. would write the line, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb and not expect it to be funny. Like, there's no way. It's not, it's in no way one of those things. No. But, but, but what I love about it too is Adam West, 
like Adam West, like again, we obviously preach him as being like an early bat, like Batman, and just you know being that character mm-hmm. for, in so many things. But like he is so good. Like, but what, what I love about his performance is like this dude could have been like the American James Bond. <laughs> he could have. He in 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 a lot of ways it makes me think of um what's that guy's name Leslie Nielsen from Airplane and all those movies yes because like yes. he started off as such a dramatic actor and then he started doing all those parodies and it completely put him in a different box right and it showed just how funny he was um and it's it's kind of wild because like I remember because like I grew up with because my parents watched the Naked Gun movies all the time. And um, so I only ever knew him as that. And then to like hear later, especially after he passed away, just like, like he started off as a serious actor. You're like, huh? What? Dude, he was in Forbidden, he was in Forbidden Planet. Like, really important. Like, what? <laughs> really great science fiction movie. Definitely would like to get that on the show at some point, too. Um, mm-hmm. But, but, but he's so good. Yeah. Like, um, like Adam West like, was fantastic like like it's not only just like he like he he delivers the lines perfectly but like he's like with such commitment you know like i know we talked about the commercial that he's on that one commercial that like sort of helped him get the role mm-hmm. and it was like a really kind of silly he's like he's got like a tube thing but he's so serious <laughs> <laughs> um and of course likewise you got to give credit to burt ward who is just always there Every deli- every line delivery it, to the max. Listen, he had the catchphrase, like, you know, yes. like he 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 had like one of the things you think about with Batman from that era is holy this or holy that. Wait, hold Dad, come here a second. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. We're gonna have a special. So we we have an ex- expert on the panel. So we're talking about Batman sixty six on the show. So. Okay. Would you like to talk about when you were younger and watching oh. the show? Oh man, that was the best. I mean, good God, it just... go, you gotta get, get, get oh, get I gotta get closer. That was the best. I mean, it, it, every week, you know, same bad time, same bad channel. Uh, then it was, you know, daily. You know, I watched watching tomorrow night for the next, you know, episode. Same bad time, same. I couldn't, I couldn't wait. I mean, that was uh, that was my that was my go to show in the in the sixties. God, I, I was. As we joke around the house, I was the original Batman in our family. There's the Polaroid that's on the wall over there. Yeah, yeah. It's um, me with a mask and a in a in a towel my mom fashioned together for me with a little button on it. Did you think when you were younger, when you were a kid, did you think it was like funny, or did you just kind of watch it, just like Batman's do it saving the day, like Batman's fighting? Oh, Batman's day. saving the day. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it was. You know, I didn't notice the entertainment value about it and the funniness about it until I got a little older. I mean, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, obviously, uh, the campiness of uh, the Riddler and and uh, I think uh, Cesar Romero's Joker is one of the best Jokers, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 Frank Gorshin's Riddler, you know. And look at them. I mean, look at all the stars. Every star, if you look back at it, every star, wanted to be on that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, Burgess Meredith. Uh, gosh, uh, Colin, I can't think of her name. Collins was on Dynasty, she was on there, you know, I mean, there was all kinds of people. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Well, I, well, Joey's I'll do, I'll, yeah. I, I'll, I'll <laughs> still, look it I mean, up and I'll just, put it, it in. Just, it was a who's who. Yeah. But, uh, no, I enjoyed it. It was, it was same bad time, same bad channel, and uh, couldn't wait, couldn't wait. That was, and then, you know, they had the little, the runoffs, I mean, the Green Hornet came off of that, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
then Batgirl, you know, when Batgirl showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that was okay. Their their version of Batgirl was okay. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, Batman, he was the man. Well, well thank you for letting me have a comment. Right on. All right. You guys no, have a good not, show. Thank Talk you, Ken. Yeah. All right. Thank you. That was that was very insightful, and that was, I think, extremely useful uh, for our conversation this week. Uh, so definitely huge shout-out to Ken. Shout-out to my dad. I figured I figured that was important. Burt Ward, the commitment and just like the energy of like he, like a child. Like, he had to know. do his own stunts too. <laughs> like like I think about because um, they did that special. It was like a a thing where I forget what it was called, but it was like a special where Adam West and Burt Ward talked about the old days, and then they would shift to the old days. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think yeah, it, I know. It had yeah. James Marsden on it. Who? Not James Marsden. Who's his name? Is it J- no Jason Jason Marsden? He's the he's a voice actor. He he did the voice of like Jason Jason Jason, Jason I believe yeah. it is. Yeah, who plays in Goofy movie? Goofy, he's Max. he's Max in the Goofy movie. He's he's so many he's he's in so many things and he's fantastic as well. Um, he was Eric Matthews' best friend on uh, uh, Boy Meets World, which Eric Matthews, played by Will Dell, would go on to play Terry McGinnis, Batman. But that's you know that's you know the connections are there. Holy. <laughs> Though uh, I think I think he also voiced Dick Grayson and a bunch of other things, but you know, I remember um, there was like a, a running joke, and I think Burt Ward even talked about this. There's a running joke on that where like they would be like, "All right, Jason, go." Or they would say, "All right, Burt, go ahead." <laughs> what What do you mean? Go ahead, do it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, where, don't, don't I get a stunt double? But you said you could do this, right? Yeah, no, I could do it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. All right, do it. <laughs> But it's also a great audience, like for the because kids would obviously be like the target audience. Oh yeah, yeah. Great like audience surrogate for kids, especially when Batman's getting into like the lovey dovey scenes with Kitka. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that scene when uh, Robin's like, "We shouldn't watch this," and then Alfred's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Alfred's a little Alan Napier. <laughs> Alan Napier's uh, as Alfred's great, but he's also a little pervy in that scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yes. Listen, listen. He he has to he has to take care of a lot. He has needs. Alfred has needs. Maybe he doesn't get them out in the most healthy way, but he has <laughs> needs. I don't want to defend peeping toms, but Alfred's an no. exception. Yeah, I guess. absolutely. No, 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 no. We're we're not defending Alfred. We are simply explaining. I can't believe this is happening. Because <laughs> clearly he's. Just, like, I love the bit when he's like. Oh, yes, yes, we should stop. <laughs> like his face, just the. I remember when he when uh when when they start kissing and he goes, oh. <laughs> he does the whole oh yes. face. Yes, his O oh face. Um, <laughs> but again, also like what is how good is Batman if not as good as his rogues gallery? And in mm. this movie, obviously they get the big guns. Obviously, we have Joker played by Cesar Romero. Um, who's iconic in the role, and there's obviously you know the mustache thing. You can't not mention the mustache thing. It's because like, listen, no. he's he's a lover on screen, and so that was his that was his golden ticket. That was his that was his selling point. He's like, I refuse to shave off my mustache. So every time we see him, it's painted over, but it's still it just it's part of it now. Like maybe at the time you're like Jesus, but you know now you're just like it's so it's you can't have it. Like even in the animated or, one. Or- like yeah, it's like, like it's great, dude. Even the funk, 
I have the Funko Pop of the Joker with like the surfboard, mm-hmm. and he's got a little <laughs> bit of like. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's so good. Um, then uh, Burgess Meredith, obviously iconic actor. Um, yeah, returnee to our returnee show. to our show because um, he was in Clash of the Titans, which features yes. one of the saddest stories I've told on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably the closest Richard has said, you know what, Joey, I think we're done here. <laughs> I was I was thinking more just the, the first part before we got to the other part, but that got deleted, so. <laughs> yes, no one will hear that ever. No, <laughs> um, of no course, one will ever hear comparable, that. No. <laughs> but no, Burgess Meredith is fantastic. The incomparable Frank Gorshin. Who's arguably at least i would say i mean of all the amazing people that have played villains on the show and in this movie he's the best like like he's in the first episode and like i know they got the guy that played um uh gomez adams to, john john Aston john Aston to play um riddler later i don't remember him as much because i mean there's still just so many episodes i haven't seen even though i have the thing i need to sit down and actually watch all those episodes but me too yeah That'd be a good episode, good uh, thing to have, like as an eventual project. Yeah, uh, like just you know. But anyway, uh, but no, Frank Gorshin is iconic. I mean, his his energy he brought to the Riddler, like his his laugh is iconic. The <laughs> <laughs> I love, um, I love. Uh, I think there's one shot, and you might rem- It's like uh, when there's like the, he's he's like at the villain's base, and he's looking at the plant. We had them in our grass. And he just rips it off. Batman yes. and Robin still alive to pluck us. But I also love... And then... Oh, no, you go ahead, you go ahead. Caesar Romero going... Delicious. No, I love... Like, because obviously Riddler's whole bit is that he's smart. Like, he's he, he's trying to outsmart Batman at every turn. And so, like, he does the rules. But he's also a huge narcissist. So it's hard for him. So, yes. like, the, Frank Gorshin perfectly represents that in, in the one scene where he comes up with his idea to kill Batman. Where he essentially not only puts on a show and makes everyone focus on him, but also he's like, this is the most brilliant idea. <laughs> he's like, shut up, all of you! I see the way to do it. <laughs> we'll play all of our treacherous trumps in one hand and we'll do it right here. <laughs> How? How? The end. <laughs> like like just the, the, the pure drama that oozes out of him is, is amazing and he's so good. And he also comes off as a little bit scary because of it. So it almost makes it that much more effective is like, cause like, like, like Burgess Meredith is like, does a great job and Cesar Romero and everybody, but like, like Frank Gorshin, there's when he, when he's, when he's let loose, you're like, damn, he's the MVP as far as the villains are. are truthfully, concerned, they truthfully, are fantastic, but also Lee Merriweather, which, which, um, it should be noted that in the show at the time, it was Julie Newmar who was playing Catwoman. Catwoman has been played by. Uh, three people effectively within this era, including Lee Merriweather, Eartha Kitt. Also, you got to mention who is amazing. Um, yes, uh, but Julie Newmar was really like the first one, and I think she just had obli- like she had sk- like scheduling conflict stuff, I believe. Yeah. So um, they had to recast her because they were still doing 
I think at least the first or second season or whatever when the movie came out because I think they planned for the movie to come out before the show to try to sell the show but yes they, right. they weren't really used to that so they just did it in reverse um, and then the movie was like of course this is a big thing now let's make a movie um, so instead of getting Julie Newmar they got Lee Merriweather who is also just amazing in the movie <laughs> like she is great like she's charming she's sexy she's hilarious I love her Russian accent when she's a uh, I'm going to say the whole thing. I'm going to give respect on the name. Kitanya Irena Karant. God damn it. I messed up. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. No. No. Kitanya Irena Kitanya Karinska Alisov. She is from the Moscow Bugle. So to quote um, a character from our next movie in a different movie. <laughs> first try. <laughs> first try. <laughs> um, but she's fantastic but I, but here's what i really love too because like i feel like in like in more modern batman things like the villain like get up feels just like okay you're just like a serial killer or a gangster that happens to be associated <laughs> with this animal yeah yeah, yeah. W- 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 but like in this the penguin feels like uh, pe- a cranky bird <laughs> he does <laughs> like- <laughs> Like, I do kind of miss the, the was though I think I was happy that Danny DeVito still did it, because he kind of looks like, he looks like a sickly, angry, <laughs> cranky bird. Yeah, and, but then, like, I think about, like, like um, Catwoman here, where she's looking at the, the periscope or whatever, <laughs> and, and she's like, and, like, Frank Gorshin's just like, what? <laughs> then, like, the pirate guy's also like, huh? Oh, that's a pirate guy, it's a pirate, <laughs> like, it's a pirate guy, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also just like other bits that just live in my memory. Commodore Schmidtlap, as they're about to get this guy, he's an important figure. Jolly good service aboard this yacht. <laughs> but like, I just remember they have to give him like tea or something. Right? <laughs> Commodore Schmidtlap's like, ringing sing- for his tea, <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking. He's it's like a fake like sea air thing, and he's going. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> and then I love it's revealed it's one of the pirate guys just like flapping a, got, like, a fl- flapping a flipper and like a bucket of water <laughs> and then like moving the thing and going <laughs> I mean, that's great but also in addition to all those like guys you also got to give a shout out um important I know you'll agree with me on this to uh, Commissioner Gordon and uh, Chief, Chief O'Hara. O'Hara oh yeah uh, Neil Hamilton and uh, Stafford Rep who are both incredible, both hysterical. Not even Commissioner Garden and myself know who they really are. In fact, our old relatives we live with don't know. <laughs> clever. <laughs> Devilishly clever. Yes, so good. The, the amount of adjectives they gave the actor to play Commissioner Gordon to say is, is amazing. Yes. I think, I think my favorite line is, Thought strikes me. <laughs> So dreadful, I scarcely dare give it utterance. Like this is Shakespeare dialogue. <laughs> that's in. That's in this movie. <laughs> of course, like the whole the whole like scene, uh, like revealing who's all involved in this whole thing is, like w- w- I imagine when um, Lorenzo Semple Jr. wrote that scene, the exploding shark was pulling my leg. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole it's it's amazing like where there's a fish that could be a penguin uh, where, where there's a fish that could be a penguin wait it happened at sea sea 
C for Catwoman. C for Catwoman. That exploding <laughs> shark was pulling my leg. The Joker. The Joker. It all adds up to a it sinister riddle. Riddle. <laughs> Riddle-er. Riddler? <laughs> Thought strikes me. <laughs> so dreadful. I oh my God. Are you, I, are you reading it? Do you have it? I'm, lo- I'm looking. Please. I, I'm just so amazed. Please, please. Give me, give, Listen, give, give, give us, give us a taste. That this, oh, the thought strikes me. So dreadful, I scarcely dare give it utterance. You think that this guy be talking about some sort of national tragedy, but he's talking about Burgess Meredith wearing a Halloween costume. And a prosthetic nose and a big old cigar <laughs> holder thing. Dude, you know what other, other things I love? The we we laughed it so hard at this the na- when they called the navy. <laughs> it's it feels it feels so relevant too, just like with with a lot of the issues we have going on. But like 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 first off, how cheery and chippery the navy came off is wow. <laughs> like I don't believe that the navy is that like like Batman calls him on the bat phone and they're playing like some some game or whatever <laughs> the guy goes whoops too bad <laughs> and like he's whistling while he's trying to find a file on the submarine he's like <laughs> yes and he, and he looks at the the girl he's playing with, he's like keep practicing she's like okay <laughs> and like p n queen <laughs> um, selling subatomic submarines to people who don't even give their f- full addresses. <laughs> oh, Batman, your tone sounds rather grim. We haven't done anything foolish, have we? Gosh. <laughs> um, it's so funny. That, like that is that is so great. I, I love the submarine. This, oh, the penguin submarine. submarine. Cause you, cause you know they decked it out. Like it didn't come like that. <laughs> no, because again, that's what I like about these, like about these era, like this era supervillains. So they're so extra. They're so devoted to their themes. Like even when you look at the 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 underworld crime whatever group that they formed, like everyone's like got their own. Even their pens, like their pens that they have are color coded. They're purple they're green they're blue they're they're black and they have little like uh tips on them like there's a question mark and a little cat head like it's amazing (laughs) like like you could tell they didn't want to mix their themes up at all so they just made sure they organized it and obviously because it's batman 66 it's always at a dutch angle yes like everything involved with the villains is at a dutch angle because why wouldn't it be? Joey just went into a Dutch angle when <laughs> just now I think he's doing something. Yeah, so the thing came up on my phone. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, there's Dutch angles, but I also want to talk about the ending real quick because this deals with like the um, what are the United, um, basically the United Nations, but what is it? The United Uni- World, the United World Building, yeah, United World Building. So they have the like they have a, like a dehydrator rehydrator thing. Yeah, that's like the that's the, like the uh, the big plan. Yeah. That they, but like they yeah. get all the world leaders basically get mixed up, so like Bat and Robin, like they tried to fix it, but it didn't exactly work the way they expected. And they just kind of leave, which I think <laughs> is really funny. <laughs> they just kind of dip. So like like the like like the like the general premise, just to kind of get just kind of 
explain that because again it's not like over complicated but um the joker penguin riddler and catwoman team up to take over the entire world as batman deduces in his conversation (laughs) any two of them would try that the whole country if it were three i would say yes but four their minimum objective must be the entire world and then chief o'hara just like (gasps) (laughs) just in complete shock like no way but um their their whole plan is uh they they want to get to the united world building uh to use commodore schmidlap's dehydration thing uh like that he for whiskey or whatever uh whatever whatever its initial thing was but they turn it into a dehydration gun to de to, so they can like dehydrate people and kidnap them easier, and they just turn into like a pile of colorful powder, and yeah, uh, so they they test it out on some uh, guinea pigs, uh, GPs as it says on the shirt, yes, uh, and they go to the Bat Cave, and technically speaking, this is an instance where Batman and Robin kill people <laughs> because once they hit them one time because they use the heavy water supply, they poof and they'll never return. <laughs> like like, like Robin going, antimatter? You mean they won't be coming back? Yeah. <laughs> we killed people, kid. Ah! Um, but they try it out and so they try it on the the members of the United Nations, basically. And then uh, Commodore Schmidlap sneezes them all together <laughs> on accident. <laughs> oh, true. Holy jumble. <laughs> and so they try to put them back together, but then uh, the, the, the thing is they come back, but now they're all speaking different languages. <laughs> And so Batman initially theorizes maybe this is actually a good thing and dips. Yep. And that's that's how the movie ends. But I also love like the the movie also opens with that beautiful like title card. Oh yeah. Uh with like the spotlight. Like, you know <clears throat> the spotlight. Yep. <clears throat> it makes me think of like um and it differences maybe things of like uh, the French uh the John Cocteau Beauty and the Beast, you know, where they have that sort of almost disclaimer. It's not just like like this. It feels like a disclaimer. Like this is for the weirdos and the romantics, really. Yes, and everybody else that we didn't mention, <laughs> and you know some of these other people that might like it. Hey, enjoy. But I think this is just a terrific movie. Honestly, um, even if you've never seen the um, the original series, I think there's something there's something of value to get from this. Where mm-hmm. it is a, su- a superhero property, where I, the writers definitely know are like why this is funny. Mm-hmm. But the characters don't know why it's funny. You know, there's nobody going like, a talking penguin? Oh my god. Like, what? You know. Or uh, an exploding shark. Or why Batman has any of the gadgets that are labeled. It's just, he has All them. the labels. <laughs> just, Batman just has them. Like, that's, like, it's it's just the world that they live in. And, you know, you know, like, again, people need explanations for a million things. And it's like... Sometimes, what? Why? Yeah. What's what? What do you get out of it? Like, oh, you know something. Okay, sure. What is that? <laughs> like, like obviously, you know, ask questions in other instances of life. But when it comes to like silly Batman things, like I don't think it matters 
all that much. I think it's more important to discuss like theme and character and also what you like, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, um, uh, it's a, it's a great movie. See it. There's a lot of great bonus features on that disc. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to put a link to the, um, to a video that I really like. I was happy dragon productions. I think it was called. Mm-hmm. And they did a great like deep dive, not only like into this movie and also like that DVD slash Blu-ray. Um, so I definitely oh, like to link that. Which uh, we had a bit of a complication. Um, oh yeah, because yeah, uh, we were watching the movie, and then when it got to the moment right before the big uh, fight scene on the submarine with Batman and all the with Batman and Robin and all the villains, um, my disc stopped working. <laughs> yep. Which was so sad, because um, I'd had that disc for so long. And it never had a problem with it. And then for some reason, for this time, like, I'm trying to watch it and, like, I don't see any scratches on it at all. And so we had to finish watching it. Um, I had to finish watching it digitally with Joey. But I got a new disc um, and uh, I watched it recently and it works fine. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, but that that was that was a that was a big like that was the only time we've done this show, I think, where we've had disc issues. I think we've had a lot of digital issues. Disc issues, not so much. I had a weird Jurassic issue, but that was like my my sound thing too. I think I was telling you yeah. a bit about that. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert! But a lot of our stuff, <laughs> yeah, Jura- yeah, we do talk about Jurassic later this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think on that note, I think we're pretty good to move into our intermission. Oh yeah, and uh, and so far as I know, this should be a fun one. This should be a fun one. Uh, when we come back, uh, you know. Everything will be awesome, but we're not going to uh, be part of that team. No. If you know what I mean. But you know what? You're my best friend, and friends are family. Thanks, Padre. Stay tuned. Legally drive, you're old enough to risk your life. 
Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to start off this second half with a quote. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Who? <laughs> Batman said that. Oh, yeah. Come at me, Superman. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> the Lego Batman movie leader. <laughs> did you and everybody? Did you expect that? <laughs> no, I was trying to reference the. Like, I was trying to reference the movie. <laughs> fly, Robin, fly. I did something. I did something. <laughs> oh, now bet on black. The the Lego Batman movie. Now should be prefaced. Uh, you know, I think we we're both fans of the Lego movie. Yeah, I like the Lego movie. The Lego movie was a very it was it was a big surprise for people and uh, was a twenty four it was twenty fourteen mm-hmm. when that one came out. Um, you know, it was one of those things where it was like it was a corporate it was like proof that like a corporate like a movie as like cynically titled as the Lego movie mm-hmm. could be a really good movie. <laughs> and I also got to meet I got to meet Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I remember that. Yeah. Um, I know I br- I feel like I bring it up every so often. Like why not? It's cool. It's a cool thing there. Um, Didn't he say something about your hair or your sideburns? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil, Phil Lord called my sideburns face framers. I'll never forget that. It was awesome. This is beautiful. It's like um, when uh, Tommy James, another per- famous person I met, uh, if you heard, you know, Crimson Clover, Dragon the Land, Dragon the Land. Uh, you know, he also was like, you know, I dig the sideburns, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cadence I remember it. But. Uh- who is this guy? Tommy James of Tommy James and the Shondells. I've, I've, I, I, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm sure if you ask, ask Ken or Tina, they'll, pro- they'll probably know some of the songs. I do. To- I, I, I talked to Thomas Jane on a phone once, <clears throat> and it had really bad reception. And he goes, "No," and he hung up the first time. <laughs> and then I called back, and I was like, "Is this better?" He's like, "No," but we could just go ahead and do it anyway because we were just, it was doing an interview thing, <laughs> but. Yeah, that was on that was on the Halloween that I did that. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, like so, the Lego Movie was a bit was a big hit for a lot of people. It, it was a beloved movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, spinoffs and sequels. One of the beloved elements of that movie was the like was Lego Batman as played by, as voiced by Will Arnett, who's amazing. <laughs> amazing, amazing. If you never watched BoJack Horseman, it's a great show. I also recommend. Um, there's a show on Netflix called. Think uh, Murderville or something, or it's basically the whole premise of the show. I think it's based on a, an English show that did this, but like the whole premise of the show is that Will Arnett plays this detective, and um, there's a guest star in each episode, but the guest star has no clue what the mystery is, and has no clue. Like they just know they're like a detective, and that uh, they have to like improvise so much. So like in one episode. Um, Conan O'Brien, who's also in this movie as the Riddler, um, has to interview 
uh, somebody, but he has to consume like the hottest barbecue, like pulled pork or whatever. So as he's as he's eating it, <laughs> he has to interview this person. <laughs> it's really it's actually really funny. Um, they did a Christmas episode not not long ago. This sounds really pretty cool. But the obviously you know okay ooh let's do a Lego Batman movie. They did a bunch of Lego theatrical movies until um, eventually like Lego Lego Movie Two I think kind of underperformed. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame because I like that movie. Because it was like it was like this, the first Lego movie, the second one, and then Lego Ninjago, Lego Ninjago. And I think I think part of the struggle with it is that a lot there's a lot of Lego movies that are direct to DVD or direct to streaming. Mm-hmm. And there's a Batman one. And there's Batman, yeah, there's superhero ones. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sit talk about their quality or anything like that. I'm just saying like the ease of accessibility. For these things, and if you're used to seeing them just at home for basically for free or for the for subscription, you might not catch them in theaters. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. But this movie did pretty well, though. It made over three hundred million dollars on an eighty million dollar budget. Uh, you know, so that's pretty cool, and it looks the movie looks great. I mean, it like these Lego movies have always really impressed me because it does it does look like that somebody is like maybe a little more stylized than that, but like a stop motiony like yeah, like someone like, like Lego thing. Yeah, um, and it's just like the colors. Obviously, the, that's our big thing with this movie. Is just it is so darn colorful. There's so many good colors in it, but uh, it's I like I remember when it was announced, the Lego Batman movie, and just thinking because I think the collective thought was like, huh, like I don't think anyone really thought this was gonna be like as good as it was, but like it's I would argue not only is it one of the best lego animated whatever kind of or like just one of the best like fun animated movies it is probably the most important batman movie you heard that correct (gasps) you heard that correct like listen as much as i love the the 89 keaton batman era as much as i love batman forever as much as i love uh the batman or batman the animated series I'm going to tell you something right now. This movie might be the most... The one that everyone... Like, I remember when it came out and everyone was like, Ooh, this movie's so savage. It's taking Batman down a notch. And I'm like, sure. But it also clearly loves the characters. (laughs) But it's also trying to make a point. And it's a very important point. And that point is... Why is we gots to be serious all the time? <laughs> it it literally takes the the quote from the Dark Knight seriously. <laughs> Why so serious? It's a legitimate question. Because, but also, where the fuck is Robin? Where that's that's the thing that falls into that that falls into that because mm-hmm. because sure. Robin is so inherently tied with the sillier aspects of Batman and for and for some reason like like when nolan did his batman movies he actively avoided putting robin in the movies and the only time we ever got anything was with joseph gordon levitt and you know while he's fine and rises it's like it's just a weird thing it's a weird afterthought yeah especially with like the way they reveal it at the end of that movie yeah it's like go with your real name it's nice robin Or like, and, and it's like anything Robin was ever associated with, '66 and the Schumacher films was either inherently silly or looked at as bad. 
and it's like you have no idea how important Robin and the whole Bat family is to the entire mythology of Batman. And this movie is basically like, while we're going to change some things around, we're going to have a different Barbara Gordon, we're going to have a different Dick Grayson, we're going to also illustrate how important it is that these characters exist. Because the most one of the most important elements of the, of the mythology of Batman is that, you know, he does, he becomes Batman out of tragedy, but he does it alone, you know, and, and, and he is, he is, and understandably, he's like, I don't want to put anyone else in danger, but there's that idea of, you know, there's going to be some instances where you can't do this alone. Like, like contrary to what people, especially in the early 2010s, contrary to what people believe, Batman does not always win. Right. Like that's what I love. It's one of my favorite mo- one of my favorite Batman moments is there's a scene in the Justice League cartoon where Batman's falling out of his plane. He doesn't have any other way to get out of that situation, and so he goes, "Attention, uh, Justice League! I am falling out of my plane. I can't fly. Could someone please get me?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's so true. <laughs> Because and there's nothing. That's the thing. There's nothing wrong with the fact that Batman is flawed. That's one of the best things about the character, and one of the best things about him is that there is that element of wanting to be alone and wanting to do his own thing, but he can't. He 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 literally can't. So um, when when you have like Robin and Batgirl and all the other Robins show up and you have this whole Bat family, it adds a whole other dynamic, and it also adds more flaws and more things to talk about, like child endangerment for one thing, which is addressed yes. in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, uh, the element of you know why are, like you're forcing this kid into this scenario, <laughs> like good obeying. <laughs> um. And the idea of, like, you know, are they actually, like, would they have been better off had they not been with Batman is another big thing. Or, you know, any any of these any of these elements that could be in play that we have never had in a movie before because the movies refuse to have Robin. Though I'm glad Matt Reeves has been more open to that idea and has said, yeah, maybe we, we could do Robin. Sure, why not? So we'll see if it happens, but I don't know. But. I mean, if, if I had to guess, I mean, because... It could happen, but I also think because what what's the Batman Brave and the Bold? That's the that's mm-hmm. the other like the DC more like DC movie universe. Yeah, yeah. Like Batman. and that and that one's so, gonna have Robin, right? So I I feel like it might be a case of like they might just again I don't know what they're thinking. This is they true. Might, yeah. That might be the way they differentiate it. Mm-hmm. Is this one has Robin? But I could be wrong. I'm saying utter bullshit. <laughs> You don't need to be that aggressive against yourself. <laughs> well, I wanted you to giggle too, so listen. I do love that Conan O'Brien did the the Riddler giggle in this movie. <laughs> Dude, this movie is such a great um like it it is one of those like Easter egg like it is filled with so many Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. Like one of the, one of the our favorites I know is that Billy D Williams, Billy D getting paid and he gets to be Two Face. Listen, as a Lego, <laughs> Billy D Williams only ever agreed to be an '89 Batman because there was a chance he could be Two Face, and then 
Tommy Lee Jones got to be Two Face. No. <laughs> no. I am I am glad that he came back for this movie and he got I wish he had a more prominent role admittedly. Me too. But it was nice that he got to play uh it's I have a little um set of Lego Batman figurines and I was like I need to get I need to get a Two-Face and thankfully they released a Two-Face. So I have Batman, Robin, Batgirl, I have Joker, Harley Quinn, Riddler, uh, Penguin, and of course Two Face. And it, it the right. Two Face one is probably my favorite, just because a Billy D. Williams, but also um, it's just a really cool design. But I also, as a fan of the '66 series, because the first episode I ever watched the '66 series was the Eggman e- Egghead episode. Egghead with uh, with Vincent Price. With Vincent Price, and he's a character. This character <laughs> this, he throws eggs, and he gets a he gets a like a mech that he drives. <sighs> It's 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 so beautiful, but luckily this movie is not just about the Easter eggs. It there is a good story to this, yeah. And this leads me to what I was re- alluding to earlier. I was thinking about the Super Mario Brothers movie. You were met, yeah. What's the what's the thing you were gonna bring up with that? So I'm gonna say this. I like that movie. It was a fun. I think it was a fun. I'm excited to watch it because I got the disc pre-ordered. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it again on disc. Um, it's a fun movie. But the pay, but it is like you. It's almost cut to the bone as far as like character stuff. Mm-hmm. And this this movie, I think, is almost like a better version of that because it uses pop songs. It is definitely a kids movie, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no. It's a kids movie. It's very colorful. It's got the pop songs. I already said that, but like it's it's a fun movie. But like it's like a nice like hundred hundred minute movie. Mario is like 90 something minutes with credits. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Like, you know, so it's like, listen, and listen, like, it doesn't, almost doesn't matter because Illuminations knew how, how to make the movie. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. But like, I think, I think when people go like, what did you expect it to be? And they bring up things like My Neighbor Totoro, Toy Story 2, the like some of the greatest anime movies. I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. We can slow the fuck down. Let's bring up this movie, which is a really, really solid, really good, like, comedy like children's film um i think it, it's it's an improved it's a better not improved because it came before but like, <laughs> it's a better version i think because it's got the easter eggs that mario has but it doesn't sacrifice the story and i i feel like i know the characters i know what the character arcs are Listen, whereas like any movie not to not to sorry to cut you off like any movie that has jack black singing a love song even if it's like a, a desperate love song from a villain that makes it seem a little dark. It's still such a great song, and it's Jack Black. Listen, it is Tenacious it is. D. Absolutely, is amazing. Jack Black's amazing, and that, that, that as far as I, that's the only experience I've had with Mario thus far is listening to that song, Peaches. But I, I'm excited to watch the movie eventually. Right, but I, I like this movie because, like, again, like it's a, it's a story of like Batman learning. He needs to open up. He needs he needs to expand his family. He needs get, you know people in his life. But it's not even just like it's also like because Alfred's always there for him, but he he shuts him out. He shuts him out. He doesn't look at Alfred as like a as like a father figure. No, he makes fun of him by having his password being Alfred the Butler with two T's, and he goes ha 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 ha. 
I give that Alfred so much credit, man. <laughs> I, I think I think on like it's it's like one of those Alfreds where it's like all, all the other Alfreds are okay. I understand why they're helping. This Alfred should have left so long ago. <laughs> the first thing that happens to him is he gets kicked into the piano. Oh, Alfred, I am so sorry. <laughs> my, my reflexes are so good. <laughs> my, my reflexes are so good. <laughs> but you know what? He puts up with but, him but, because he loves him. I, I just, I love, um, one of my like, other, like, it, it, there's more important things, but one of my favorite things is when Commissioner Gordon retires, and he, and, like, we're just, now it's a retirement, Commissioner Gordon goes, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> just... And I love that the only thing Commissioner Gordon in this movie is good for is flipping the bat signal. <laughs> Flip! <laughs> um, which leads me to, to Barbara Gordon, who's, um, you know, she's a character in this, mm-hmm. right? Not that she is, isn't in other things, but I mean, like, Again, going back to my other comparison, like she has a character thing where she's very clear goals, and it adds to the character arc of Batman, where she's like, "We got to work together," yeah, you know, and you know we have to be a bit more ethical about these things, and like, cause like, you know, because Batman is like, "Hey, th- you know, he's not really catching these guys. We appreciate him, but um, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> it's a little- but uh, one of my other favorite things too, like little scenes, is where he goes to the Fortress of Solitude and Superman has like the Justice League, <laughs> but like, he wasn't party. invited. And then they're like, "Hey, take a picture of us." <laughs> and it's... But, but even even better than that, where he's just like, "I have to, I have to find a way. I have to, I have to, you know, make sure they don't see me leave." And he uses his bat, like Bye. you know, <laughs> <laughs> he just leaves and nobody notices. <sighs> I love it. It's so funny. <sighs> it's it's so funny, but it's like it's so sad because he's lonely. It, but but also like it's the most r- ridiculously and this is the thing I really loved is the, the ridiculousness of like his conflict with the Joker played <laughs> brilliantly here by Zach Galifianakis. Arguably, this is gonna be controversial. Listen, if you want if you want to save me from the Joker fans, <laughs> please do. But arguably, Zach Galifianakis is the best Joker we've had in a long time. He's a really good. Joker. I'm just I'm just saying. He's a really listen, good nothing against. Joaquin Phoenix, who I thought was great in in the Joker movie. Yes, nothing against uh, Barry Keoghan. Uh, he's very good in the Batman. Uh, I like the deleted scene. He was very good in that, and of course, you know all the other actors who played that role. But like what that what Zach Galifianakis gives that Joker is so funny, but also so like on on par. Like like there's no point I'm thinking, oh, this isn't the Joker. Like this is the Joker. It's like they they yeah. like mm-hmm. what what's so brilliant about it is they take that out al- that aspect of it that Joker is always like I need Batman Batman needs me like 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 Heath Ledger says you complete me like which again they reference that <laughs> again again <laughs> in in this movie with that same movie because <laughs> Batman's a huge fan of Jerry Maguire <laughs> serendipity. <laughs> That was so funny. It's like for a guy that likes to be lonely, you sure do love relationship movies. Uh, (laughs) Oh man! But uh, I love, I love that they amplify that to like eleven and basically make Batman and Joker like have like a a a relationship. Oh my god! The the most coldest thing that Batman has ever said in any movie. You mean nothing to me. Like, holy fucking shit, dude. <laughs> and the Joker just, his little lip quiver, just... 
that's more intense than Batman dropping the F bomb in the Snyder Cut. <laughs> like, I'll t- like, like that. Whoa. That one, you felt the impact of that more than Batman could. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. Like, okay, <laughs> like okay, whatever. I figured that this is part for the course of this game. But meaning, this is a children's film. They're children. Whoa, watching. whoa, whoa! Listen up, your Jay Bird. Batman doesn't do ships. <laughs> Like, the fact that they have him say that is amazing. <laughs> but also, uh, I think we t- we briefly mentioned it. Michael Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah as Robin. I love when he's like, my name's Richard Grayson, but everyone at the orphanage calls me Dick. Well, kids can be cruel sometimes. <laughs> yes, that was one, of my, that was one of my favorite lines. But I also love when, when like, uh, Alfred, Alfred let in um, <laughs> Dick Grayson. And he's like, stairs! Oh, wow, stairs! Hello, secret camera. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some of the best lines in the, in the whole like his robin's so funny only adults can oh play dress God. up <laughs> i love uh where, where they're like uh, oh i like the uh it's like a, i think it's like a spanish themed uh suit. <laughs> he's like it's culturally it's culturally insensitive <laughs> it's like a mariachi <laughs> batman suit yeah. <laughs> i love i love when i love when he's like like, come on, let's go. Oh, I don't know. I gotta ask my my new my new old man, Bruce Wayne. Well, <laughs> Bruno and I actually have an arrangement where uh, we have co we have co custody or whatever he says. It's like, yes. And not only do I have one dad, I have two dads, and one of them's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and then, he, then like later in the movie, he reveals he's Bruce Wayne, and he's like. <gasps> My two dads are the same dad. <laughs> I like how, like the emotional payoff too, because he's going. Batman's trying to go back to the Phantom Zone. And they're like, because um, it was a promise. Yeah, that's like that's the big thing too. That like this, I love about the movie is that it is so silly and it's so funny, but like it has that emotional like core at the center of like because mm-hmm. again, Batman is constantly like I, I'm never afraid of anything I could do things all by myself I'm a I, I'm a loner I'm a loner Dottie a rebel <laughs> but the the realization that no you're not even when he tries to be a team member initially he's like trying to be the leader like everyone listen to rope <laughs> while I go out and fight these guys <laughs> what why'd you only build one seat because I only have one butt duh <laughs> but oh my god it's so good but um like when we when we get to that moment when he's finally like wow I, i'm kind of an asshole <laughs> like like the he's in the phantom zone he's like you're not exactly a good guy <laughs> oh wow <laughs> But but also like the other Lego movie, it's it's a a bunch of different brands that are in this too. You get a little bit of you got a little bit of Harry Potter. You got King Kong is in this. Sauron mm-hmm. from Lord of the Rings is in this. And the, the, the Kraken. The, the the people that get to voice some of the characters too, like like Jermaine Clement is Sauron is amazing. The fact that that wasn't the case to begin with. <laughs> New Zealand's own Jermaine Clement is is Sauron. Yes. Um, Seth Green uh, is King Kong. 
bring in because uh, I think I think Chris McKay worked a lot on like Robot Chicken, so okay. obviously you got to bring that. Like, come on over, Seth. Come on over. One of my fa- one of my favorite like as far as like the whole voice cast um, randomly is like Kate Micucci as uh, as Clayface, <laughs> which I don't you don't realize until at one point you hear Clayface go, <laughs> and it's so great. Um, Dracula's in this one. Uh, the Wicked Witch of the West shows up. Um, the funniest thing is that uh, Eddie Izzard is the voice of Voldemort, and yet Voldemort from the movies is Alfred. <laughs> I thought that was the strangest thing. I guess they thought it was going to sound too similar. So they're like, let's just, maybe. let's just, let's, or maybe they're like, you know, it'd be really funny if we get Ray Fiennes, but he's not voicing Voldemort. <laughs> That's so strange um, to think about. And that's, this is, listen, folks, also another thing to note, this is the closest we're ever going to get to talking about Harry Potter officially on the show. Yes. So, yes. Voldemort! Woo. He's in this movie. Also, it was funny when, when uh, King Kong shows up and Joey's like, on our King Kong playlist on, on Two Dudes, I'm going to need to put this on here. Yep. <laughs> because cause King Kong is shown as a villain. Sorry, Joey. I mean, it, the, the lady in the Phantoms would be like, well, you're not exactly a bad guy. You're just a giant monkey. <laughs> I did something. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great line. It's uh, Killer Croc. It's so funny. But that was also funny, too, because this was a couple years after the first Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which they do... They do one thing that I thought was really funny is at one point Batman's talking about all the different teams he could get to help fight the bad guys. At one point he mentions the Suicide Squad. And then after that he goes, mm-hmm. a bunch of villains teaming together to fight a bunch of other villains? That's a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But no, there's so many amazing like just quotes and like moments in the movie but also like how it connects to the lego movie itself because like batman's still a master builder so he builds like the the scuttler whatever it's called which is really cool yeah um and uh he 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 teaches robin to be a master builder and i love the fact that there's just a an empty void underneath gotham city (laughs) like gotham's built on a bunch of flimsy boards So if anyone tries to break them, the whole city would fall apart. Or when the city's like jo- the city joins back, it's just like click. <laughs> it's the dramatic music. Just, was, dun, 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 dun. That was great. Uh, that that was this is really good. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great example ultimately of like it's it's obviously a big product tie-in of like Batman. Big brands, Batman, Lego, and then whatever you can like fit into the Warner movie. Brothers and all the properties they things, have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it just, but it's able to tell, like, a fun story. It's bright and colorful, you know. So, like, and again, it's nice, too, because a lot of superhero movies are not that bright and colorful or, like, they don't sometimes look that good. Um so it's nice when you have an animated one and it's just, like, it looks like this, which is good. I think it also yeah. shows that animation's typically a better route I think for superhero stuff in general not that the live action stuff doesn't work because there's some that are just amazing as we talked about but we love a lot of 
live action stuff yeah but like just with that with that medium i think it works really well just because you can you can get a little bit crazier because there's that almost inherent fear of getting too cartoonish with a lot of superhero movies that it's a little bit i mean i mean think about i mean it was a movie that you know we haven't talked about uh spider-verse it's it's incredible like it might be the ultimate example of like yeah animation this is the this is the stuff you can do with animation with these fantastic concepts and such um but also i think it's like i was saying earlier i think it's just a great example of like it's the, the whole point of it is really like there's nothing wrong with the over the topness of of this stuff you know i love i like like I think prime example is that, you know, early on in the movie, like Batman comes off as like a loner, dark, serious, um, uh, which is parodied obviously. Cause he's like kind of a petulant brat, <laughs> especially the Alfred, like you got to go to the gala, uh, for the retiring of commissioner Gordon. No, 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 <laughs> like that old bit. Um, but uh like later on in the movie or even like you know the little bit where they reference the shark repellent uh spray he's like that's useless later on in the movie we get the automatopoeia back he's got you know a whole team of colorful superhero teammates and he's teamed up with the villains to fight the the warner brothers franchise villains that were in the the phantom zone um like Jaws and Medusa, not that Jaws is Warner there's Brothers, but there's Velociraptors. There's there's Universal references too, which is just funny. There's a D-Rex. <laughs> but like Jaws shows up to try to attack them, and they use the shark repellent bat spray. And he goes, "This not as useless as I thought it was," and it ends on a colorful, catchy pop song that they made. It's like obviously there's that amazing. Um, Batman song that I think uh, one of the members of Fallout Boy helped make. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> who always pays their taxes? Not Batman. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
It's there you go. <laughs> um, but I, I also can't believe speaking of the music that we didn't mention the theme from the '66 movie uh, in the first half really that much. Uh, that really just iconic. <laughs> na, 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 like it's you know referenced here mm-hmm. as well. Like um, the music, the music but, in both is fantastic. Fantastic. I, lo- I love, I sure. love the bit when they go in the Phantom Zone. And it's just the Phantom Zone, the Phantom Zone. <laughs> so great, so great. But it's it's so good. But the the sad part about this whole thing is that at least for a while, this does kind of feel like, like a finale. I said this before, like it does kind of feel like a finale of this whole thing. Cause this is like, as far as theatrically released Batman stuff, like this is it, this is the last one for a while. Um, mm. you know, we'll have, we'll have Batman two in a couple of years. We'll have brave and the bold a couple of years after. Um, and depending on how good they are, maybe we'll bring them up on the show. But, um, I do, I do want to just, uh, I, I want to say two things. Not to, I'm just trying to wrap it up, but like I feel like it's important. I feel like I feel it's a good it's a good movie, but I don't think there's you know anything that like as far as far as uh, the this specific one goes. I mean, I think we covered all as far as as far as what it what it represents. I think we've covered the bases. Yeah. Um, but like this is this has been a journey, really. Like yes, doing this, it has. so I want to I want to say a couple of things. I want to say first, thanks to Gifford for just suggesting the first episode to begin with, and then making me go, "Oh, hey, Joey, what if?" Um, and to Joey, thank you for allowing this <laughs> just to to happen. And even if, again, I like not to you know completely paint you as someone that just hates Batman, but like you know, I did I did feel like at times I had to like maybe make it so that it seems somewhat convincing but you had a good time and i was i, I, no, I, mean, I was listen, enjoying i was yeah. enjoying my time obviously doing it and um yeah and again i don't think you i don't think you hate the character at all but i'm still grateful that you, you uh were like yeah you were game i guess is what i'm saying yeah i mean i think it's the same way with like king kong stuff i'm like mm-hmm. you know oh boy here we go <laughs> but i don't well i think I think uh, the difference is I never like was like why doesn't King Kong just do this? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, I'm, I'm just messing. Um, but no, I, but, no, it's, but, it's, that's a fair. That's a fair thing. But it, I think it's pretty easy to assess my feelings on this whole thing and and everything you know leading up to this episode. So I just want to know like where you where you kind of lie, like as far as these movies and like kind of maybe what you took from them, what your experience was like your perspective of it all and if you wouldn't mind what your what maybe your ranking would be of these movies well i think my big takeaway is there's a batman for everybody like flat flat out plain and simple you know like it's kind of an interesting thing because i don't i don't think there's really a clear consensus really on the on the character um, as far as like the movies, I mean, I know a lot of people like Kevin Conroy, who's great. May he rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. As far as like the animated stuff, but I mean, for general audiences, you know, because all of them are so different. Mm-hmm. Adam West, like Adam West and Michael Keaton. If you said to somebody who had never seen a Batman, these two guys are are both Batman in different like movies, it would sound like the wildest thing imaginable. Oh, yeah. Because like like Adam West looks like as I said like an American James Bond. 
Michael Keaton as a, I just love him. It's just as like a looks like a recluse weirdo <laughs> in the Tim Burton <laughs> movies. Yeah. Um, and then you have, of course, Val, Val Kilmer. You know, I, I think he's an underrated Batman. Mm. George Clooney. You know, it, it seems it seemed like it would have been a good idea. It just didn't work out. Yeah. You know, for whatever whatever reason. And Christian Bale. I have a soft spot for the Christian Bale because I mean I think part of it is like I those are the ones I saw in theaters right. growing up, you know, and I think Christian Bale at least is Bruce. I, lo- I really like his Bruce Wayne quite a bit mm-hmm. in those movies, um, and of course the voice is meme. Yeah. Ben Affleck I think was was good in his in his you know tenure as Batman, you know, and Robert Pattinson. I'm very excited for the future movies, and he's been he was really great in that first movie and. Again, I'm like, okay, do we really need another serious? I was definitely one of those people like, do we need another serious <laughs> Batman movie? And sure enough, the Batman justifies its existence. Um, thank, thank good, thankfully. thank goodness, yeah. Um, and then, if, but I think as far as like the ones I like the best, like my three favorites, my three favorites are the '66 film, um, Batman Begins, and uh, the Batman. As a sol- solid choices all around, honestly. I, I think because like I I just like the aesthetics of the '66 show. I love Adam. The performances are so great. It, they knew exactly what kind of thing they were making. Batman Begins I picked because like it's a movie that I've appreciated a lot over the years. I think it's a great origin story. It has might be my favorite Batman costume. Oddly, it's enough. a really it's really cool. Honestly, I do. Like I know he can't turn the neck, but I like I like how like the neck. It, it's like, he's like almost like a like a gargoyle, like a statue. Mm. You know, uh, so I always liked. I have a figure of it somewhere in my my closet. Uh, my uncle got my uncle got it for me a couple years ago. Nice. But yeah, that, I always I always love that suit. I like the aesthetics of that movie um, quite a bit. It feels a little bit more comic booky in certain ways it's, um, compared to the rest of the trilogy. It's one of the few, if not the only, Batman movies where you actually see because one of the most iconic images of Batman is him crouched on a gargoyle. Yeah. And very, like, I feel like it's sadly in a lot of the movies, we don't really get that iconography of that moment put on screen. Like, even, even in, like, in Pattinson's version, we never really got that moment. Uh, maybe in some of the later ones, but, uh, and then, but I think the one thing Nolan did really well with, especially with that first one, is, like, uh, you know, that one, that one, the first, that one shot where the can where the, there's, like, a helicopter cam going around one of the buildings, and you just see Batman perched. Or, like, even just a shot of him hanging off the side of a building. Because, like, that's what Batman does is he stands on the tops of buildings and looks out on the city and sees what's going on. And right. so I think that's that's one thing I've always loved. Of the many things that I love about the Nolan movies. But, yeah, and I think the suit looks... looks even just that opening bit when um, uh, Katie Holmes shoots him with the taser and he's just sitting there and you see the cape like beautifully like flowing it's <laughs> such a it's such great imagery you're like yeah yeah this is batman um and then the batman because i feel like it it, it reckons with a lot of the issues that i've had with batman in other things mm-hmm. like if it's it's like oh okay well this is this is what happens this is like it was a story that was really focused on the ills that were going on in gotham city and the there is not one miscast person in that movie. The whole goddamn cast is so damn good <laughs> in that movie. It is unreal. Uh, great movie. But again, I enjoyed all of them for different reasons. I mean, there's the the, 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 the weird lines in Batman 89. How's the suit? <laughs> Who could forget that? Who could we forget We still quote that. that. 
Mich- Michelle Pfeiffer in in returns and a lot of the shenanigans that happened in returns. You know, <laughs> for, uh, it's ba- it's the, Batman. It's the kinkiest Batman movie. There's no question. Batman Forever being a pretty solid movie. Like like, like going into it, like hearing all the stuff in association with Batman and Robin, you're like, wait, what? This is what people hate. Of course, and I'm just going through all of them just oh, yeah, quickly yeah. to sort of some like like Batman and Robin. It's memorable. And it's it's colorful, and there's a lot of uh, extre- extremely like fun. Uma, all right, everyone, <laughs> chill. chill. <laughs> <laughs> Uma's great. It, it's it's a lot of fun, um, you know. And then the Nolan movies you talked about, like they sort of, for better or for worse, sort of elevated certain aspects of of that you know genre, and of course, like some iconic performances. I mean, Heath Ledger in in The Dark Knight mm. might. You, you know, you might ha- have your opinions of what the best Joker is, but I think just as far as, like, the canon of movie performances, it's one of the most legendary Without a doubt. of all time. It sort of transcends the type of movie that it is, yeah. um, which I don't always like saying that, but, like, in that case, I think it kind of does. Uh, you know, Nolan movies are great for that. But uh, And then ba- Baffleck in, in the Snyder Cut, we talked about it. Snyder Cut, pretty solid movie honestly mm-hmm. all around we're, su- we're and, surprised and so, honestly we're like whoa very very su- very surprised and ben affleck i love that i do like the as much as i say i hate dark batman i like the world weary uh ben a- ben affleck batman mm. is just like oh we, we've we've always been criminals out <laughs> like what are you talking about what's the <laughs> like I, I love that mm-hmm. like it, it's it's kind of a it's a cool version that i wish we could have explored a little deeper in other ways but you know that's just that's just how it goes in hollywood sometimes yeah i mean for as far as the interpretations are concerned i mean that's like i agree with you 100 percent. like every there's there's a batman for for anybody and that's one of my favorite things is that he is someone that is so interpretable in many ways so like like i like like it's one of the things that makes batman so great in that if they decided to cast someone completely off the wall to play the character i would be down just to see what it would be you know like especially if like like the idea of a lego batman seemed shocking and yet it again as i've said and i still think it is the most important batman movie (laughs) we've ever had Mm -hmm. i would make that argument right um Mm -hmm. but like uh each each version i've i've it grown to love more and more as time has gone on just for for what they are and especially for the time period like you know it was funny watching the 66 version and you just go this is not only like it not only is it really campy and fun but it's like it's very 60s like we're talking cold war stuff a little bit uh batman's deputized <laughs> support your police that's our message mm-hmm. <laughs> um but like even even something like that like you know something that you know people would initially sh- steer away from you got someone like matt reeves watching it going i want to i want my batman to sort of reflect in some ways this batman so like you look at the batman while it's tonally very different it's still as operatic as as uh, the 66 show was um we get uh, a lot of little nods like we get the the amazing william shakespeare bust shows up uh like i see you matt reeves oh, i clapped <laughs> I <laughs> um like <laughs> even even the the cowl that robert pattinson wears almost feels more like um the adam west cowl than any other cowl we've ever yes. had like like yes. it's like what if we just did the whole thing black with leather but it still looks like the adam west cowl like it perfect 
I think that works well. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, like, like someone who was a fan of that era of Batman decided, you know what, I'm going to... Re- like, even the fact that the villains that show up in the in the Batman are the same villains that show up in the 66 film, because Catwoman shows up, the Riddler shows up, who's our central character, villain-wise, the Penguin shows up, and oh, 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 guess who else is here? The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> In a, in, a, in a clearly beloved scene every time uh, I hear people talk about it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just hope, I hope, listen, I'm, I'm glad Barry got paid. Uh, Barry's great. I love Barry. You know, so it, it just felt like an after credit scene just smushed into a movie. But anyway. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't say I disagree with that. I just liked that. And now I like it now, especially because it's like, it really is all the 66 characters in one movie. That, that, in that respect, it is kind of nifty. You're like, um, oh. Matt Reeves is one of us. Matt, Re- uh, in that Matt Reeves is a, is a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt Reeves is like, dear God. No, no quit, quit categorizing <laughs> me as that. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man, but no, I, I, I mean, I've, this was this was why I became a Batman fan was watching these movies growing up. Like, I didn't really read the comics until I was uh, in my teens, so I was like fourteen, fifteen years old. I started reading the comics, but even then, like like reading the books, you realize like yeah, these are these are crazy, <laughs> like like these mm-hmm. are strange. Like I I just read um, uh, that Jurassic League book I showed you, which is. Uh, basically dc superheroes re re uh reworked to be dinosaurs and it sounds like the stupidest idea maybe to some other people but like i hear that idea and i'm like i am so excited i want to read this i finally read it i am now a super fan of the jurassic league with characters like super sore the brontosaur the brachiosaurus from krypton uh (laughs) um uh freaking bat sore who is uh, the vengeance-seeking vigilante from Growltham City? <laughs> um, uh, Wonder Don, who's the the Triceratops from Trimascara, who's gonna save ma- uh, save uh, the small beasts or humans uh, <laughs> from from you know destructive forces. Uh, right. So I mean, like. I, I just I like I think I, I I think I've one thing especially with Batman that I've appreciated more is just just how like different each version is but how much no matter how different it gets it like it could still really work and yes. so like you can make him a dinosaur <laughs> and, and he's a T Rex and you're like yeah I'm down <laughs> I, I'm totally down for this let's do it so. He he's a very versatile character in that mm-hmm. way, you know. You can put him, you can put him in, in like the pow wham, or you can throw him in the middle of a giant CGI <laughs> battle. And you know what? Uh, it 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 works. You know, as long as as long as he's as long as you make sure you know you use him correctly in the story. As far like, don't just have him stand there. But that's that's my one little nitpick. <laughs> It's like Wonder Woman and Superman yes. fighting Darkseid, and Batman's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, this is bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> Literally, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I liked that. I liked that line in the movie. Yep. Yep. 
Absolutely. Um, but I, again, I'm glad that we, I went through these cause some of these movies I hadn't seen since I was a child and had some fun, fond memories, whether it's like the, th- that Superman Batman episode was, mm-hmm. I think the first real episode of our show, the holiday episode that we did <laughs> with, uh, with, with the Star Wars holiday special the holiday and special. Batman returns, wow, like what a two of the kickiest things who would have thought, <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? And then, obviously, Co- Congo Forever is just a great title. Uh, uh, mostly because uh, it's Joey thinking Con- about Congo Forever. It's just his brain. <laughs> this is this is me. This is me on a daily basis, man. I can't help it. Um, you know, and of course, Be- uh, Planet of the Apes and Robin. You know, great episode. Also, uh, got to bring up Gargoyles, Mass of the Phantasm. You know, like yes, yes, and that's right. That's the other thing too. Mask of Phantasm is a great movie too. Just didn't make my top top three, but, um, but like, you know, I'm thinking about too when we talked about with Gifford the Dark Knight movies. That's one of my favorite. I was one of my favorite. I re-listened to that episode a lot. Honestly, <laughs> I, I just remember uh, the whole Steelers thing. <laughs> like, who would have thought the Steelers Joey's team would be so integral to the to this this journey of Batman movies we've been on? But you know, I think I think I think Batman is. We have a lot of characters in our Hall of Fame. I think Batman definitely deserves a spot mm-hmm. in that Hall of Fame because even though it's very much one of your in, like main interests is Batman, yeah. I think it's a character that is has has justifiably crept up in our episodes time and time again. And even though we have to turn off the bat signal for now, I do look forward to the day where we have to turn on the bat signal once again and be as useful as Commissioner Gordon <laughs> in the Lego Batman movie. Flip. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so, on that note, folks, what's your favorite Batman ever? Uh, any, what's your any favorite, of them. Whatever, a- anything Batman. If you want to say something, was if you have a problem with what I said, <laughs> I always said some stupid shit. Joey's never uh, said anything stupid that I could think of at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Except when we like, when I tried to explain Alfred's perviness in the '66 movie. <laughs> It's okay, it's Alfred. <laughs> it's Alfred! No, that's even worse! That's even worse. No! Alfred, stop! Let him kiss without you watching! No, just to reference a previous Wait. episode. Alfred, stop it! Stop it right now! <laughs> Alfred, stop it! It's the only time we'll ever this say that. Episodes? <laughs> This episode's length was in our grasp. We said some stupid shit. (laughs) And then Richard had to say something to quote a previous episode. (laughs) (laughs) Golly, jolly good service aboard this yacht. I did something. <laughs> stairs! Oh, look, stairs! Hello, secret camera! A spiritual <laughs> machine gun! Yes, of course. Thought strikes me. <laughs> so dreadful, I'd scarcely dare give it utterance. The thought of having to tell Alfred to stop. <laughs> and listen. This you might you might not like this episode, and I don't know if you're going to tune in next week. But you know what? As Batman says, sometimes it's just hard to get rid of. <laughs> Check us out next time. <laughs>
Hopefully. Have a good night, everybody. Flip! Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout-out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong. Thank you guys for everything you do. We love you both so much. And, of course, stay tuned for a brand-new episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Thank you.